everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone and welcome back to the hardcore podcast season two um in today's episode i'm joined with rebecca hall hi rebecca hi romy hi (laughs) yeah it's really good to have you on um should i call you can i just call you becca yeah no of course of course (laughs) um okay i'm just gonna turn my (laughs) so i can hear you good um so yeah, in this episode, we're just going to chat all things auditions and all the important stuff around that. And Becca's going to give her insights to all that information. <laughs> um, and I think it'll be really interesting. So let's get into like the start of your journey. Yeah. Um, when did you start dancing? And then where did you like go on to train vocationally? And I guess, you, yeah, talk yeah. about that journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started when I was two years old. Um, I was two and a half, so I was allowed to start because I could skip already. I guess that shows some coordination. I don't know where that coordination went, but that's that's how I started. Um, and I just built up, you know, with my local dance schools. I think I was going to about four or five by the time I got into a vocational school. So I went to Elmhurst at 14. Um, I did three years there. Um, I then did um, one-on-one training for a six-week period with my, you know, who was my director there, Mary Goodhue, and then I moved to um, Kate Simmons Dance, which is a Chiquetti specialist school, um, and yeah, finished my, my, my later training there and got my diploma, graduated, so yeah, that's... That's how yeah. I started. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how was that, I guess, experience for you, particularly like moving from like the changeover from two vocational schools? What did you encounter like any setbacks during your training that? Yeah, like- absolutely. I mean, my, um, in my like GCSE grad year, so I was 16, um, I ruptured my ankle quite badly. So I tore all of the three ligaments across my right ankle. And that put me off for nearly a year, um, which is why I ended up leaving Elmhurst in the end. Um, I needed some more one-on-one rehabilitation training. Um, So that's, that's why I left. But to lose a whole year of training then, you know, first year of sixth form. Yeah. It's not the best and most of us have had that situation um so yeah and you know the idea was to stay um at the legat school with mary goodtube but she didn't end up staying so that had a knock-on effect so i found myself like as i was starting my second year of like higher training i found myself without a school so it was then half a term in um 
re-auditioning to all of the upper schools in the UK to try and find something. Um, most of them either they saw me and they wanted me to do a trial period in the new year. But then if that didn't go well, I was going to be left with nothing. Um, and then I, I landed um, a full scholarship position with KSD, Kate Simmons Dance. So it wasn't smooth. It was relatively rocky. I'd already gone into vocational training late, you know. Um, most people go in at 11. Um, so I'd already missed the first three years. So I was definitely playing catch up. Yeah. Um, in my early vocational training and and then yeah just un unstable consistency after that for sure yeah okay so let's talk about more so towards the end of Kate Simmons and yeah. that you're training there and then going on to I guess like becoming a professional dancer mm -hmm. how was that third year like when you were transitioning and auditioning for companies and kind of that like road to becoming a professional in terms of the audition circuit, how did that, I guess, pan out for you? Did you have, did you feel like prepared going into the auditions? Um, I guess like, were you doing it? Like what sort of auditions were you doing? Were you doing like company class mainly yeah. or like, did you apply for like, you know, when you, it's like, oh, this company is looking for what about they dancers like blah, 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 blah. like what so what how did you like I guess work around and do that sort of stuff yeah so I started relatively early I think in my grad year my first audition was in November in the south of France I couldn't even tell you what company it was not a big one um but I started relatively early and you know there's there's always a battle in your grad year of like exams assessments um performances touring companies versus auditioning yeah. so uh, you get that with every school so um but i mainly did you know anything i applied for and, and got and, and wanted to audition for it was a mixture though it was mostly like audition advertised auditions not private not company class um and I couldn't tell you. I must have done at least 10 within okay. a few months. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't going well um, <laughs> at all. <laughs> the middle name was Cut At Bar. Yeah. <laughs> like just constantly like spending a fortune flying to auditions that, you know, you do the bar and they're like, oh, you're three inches too tall. I'm like, okay, well, could have told me that. And even for the ones... These are the ones that I hadn't fibbed on my CV and said that I was shorter because we've all done that or taller, whichever. But, um, you know, it, not great, not great at all. Um, I then graduated and one of my coaches back then used to be a principal with San Francisco Ballet. So she took me over there and I spent the summer there auditioning for, you know, because the her generation who she'd grown up with had all branched out into different directorships and things like that in the whole South San Francisco area. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. How was, cause I've never, like I've known people that have done, so were you auditioning for like other American companies? It was, we, we, we stuck just there because she had such personal contacts there. Okay. So, and, and the thinking behind it was because I was just getting all the time in Europe. I was like, you're too tall, you're too tall, you're too tall. Okay, yeah, yeah. So 
the advice at the time, bearing in mind this is a fair few years ago, <laughs> the advice at the time was you need to try perhaps Germany or America because um, so that's what we did. I I did about I think five private company auditions okay. um, and oddly there was one point we'd bump on the street we'd bumped into um a good friend of hers who was then ballet mistress at san francisco ballet and that was never on our schedule anyway just because okay. i didn't think they you know we didn't think they'd want to see me and blah 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 um bumped into her had lunch and she invited me into class the next week um again Helgi didn't want me um but I was able to stay the summer there you know training taking yeah. open classes training with them um training with smoothing ballet as well like companies can be generous they really can be and you know is that it's actually how that teacher had landed her job you know she ended up hanging around at the company until there was a place for her um because if no one kicks you out then you know, if you're not bothering anyone. Um, so I had a really great summer there and learned so much. You know, I had a, I had like a private, I'm not talking private audition class. I'm talking private class with Alonzo came <laughs> from lines. Like oh it was insane. It was petrifying, but it was insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I took one look at those company dancers. We'd watched a performance the night before and I, I, I think I actually cried. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> anyway, glad I got that one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, then I'd, I'd graduated, I'd done the summer and I, I came home again with nothing. So, so yeah, I was, that's, that was my specific graduate year. Yeah. And, you know, with regards to actually the audition stuff, you know, we did bits and bobs with the CVs at school. Um, I'd had two portfolio photo shoots by then, like one each year. I had one in my second year, one in my third year. So I had a decent selection. Yeah. Video reels weren't really a thing. Like I had a show reel, but yeah. um, people weren't asking for it. So I wouldn't send it unless they asked. Not as much as they are now. No, no. Not, Not even as much as they, like the second time I couldn't, I was barely getting away with not really having much, which, you know, we'll talk about. Yeah. When I say second time, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I was kind of, kind of just doing it all, all myself. And other than those um, auditions in San Francisco, most of them were send your CV, send your photos. Yes or no, you can come, okay. go, get car, come home. Um, there wasn't there wasn't any private situations in there and what I found when I was auditioning you know graduating is that every director wanted experience yeah exactly. there wasn't really you know there were barely apprenticeships there wasn't you know post-grad programs there wasn't any um, junior companies like they were just starting but um they wanted experience because directors didn't have the time to, to, to you know, be educating someone. Yeah. So that round they wanted experience and I didn't have any. Yeah. So yeah, 
That was the first graduate <laughs> auditioning. Yeah, I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like the first round of auditions is always like the most, like, I guess, scary. Uh, it's or, like the first pancake. Yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurts a little bit inside. <laughs> a bit broken. Yeah. Um, so you were so you didn't like go straight into a company from your graduate year so how long were you I guess like in that weird limbo stage for before you um I didn't get um my first contract until the following May so I was a year after graduate so that's I think like so how did you like what did you do during that year to kind of (laughs) (laughs) keep you like feeling like Okay, so I'm gonna keep doing this. Yeah. Let's <laughs> try. Um, so, get back from San Francisco in the you know late August. Um, yeah, usual. Try and get as many classes in as you can or can afford. Um, <laughs> I, I only had somewhere to stay in London on and off whenever my dad was working there. So. You know, I'd nip nip up and back and forth to London when I could pay for a class, like an open class, or yeah, when I had somewhere to stay. And if not, I would get the bus up in the morning, like the National Express, take class, take another class, and then bus back. So the whole day is like sixty quid already, and that's if you haven't yeah had a prep for lunch. Yeah, yeah, hadn't gone for anything. Um, so um. I was actually living at my family home in South Wales um, and just doing that whenever I could. I got the keys to my old dance school. So I had that, but honestly, I was probably taking a class every two to three weeks because, you know, I had to get a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To pay for any auditions when they, you know, were coming back around. It was still at a time where it was very audition season based. You know, there wasn't much going on in the other months of the year. It was very much... December to March or January to March. Um, so just kind of hanging around ready for that. So I I actually had about five regular jobs like running at one time. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like pub, <laughs> cafe. I was a lifeguard at like two different, it, that was the best paid one. I was a lifeguard at two different, yeah, centers. Um, so yeah, obviously not an awful lot of time for training, yeah. nor did I, really have anywhere to train again on and off to London when I had a day off or when I could afford it and then you know and again I started auditioning in November my first one that year was back at Monte Carlo um again dribble dribble auditioning through the year but nothing of significance lots of cuts at bar lots of um whatever I I tend to get every like I didn't struggle necessarily I'm not saying I got everyone that I wrote to or like everyone I applied for but I didn't really have that issue okay yeah if you do your CV right and you can get some decent photos I mean mine weren't anything crazy at all but um that that I didn't really struggle with but keeping me off the bar that was a struggle (laughs) (laughs) it's like once yeah yeah and then you know the comments start coming in of like the chords are a bit big or you know these kind of things like 
Um, I was training at the gym a lot just because that's what I could get to. Um, and I'm not saying training at the gym is a bad thing, but when you're only doing that, you're not doing any lengthening stuff. You know, you're just on a, a machine or I, I didn't do any weight training then, so I couldn't say that that was the reason, but um, you know, no, not really. Like your body will slightly adjust to like, it, when it will if it, and it, if it's not balanced also. Um, and yeah, so that ran basically all year and then around April. So I'm, I, my family home's about 10 minutes down the motorway from Ballet Wales. Okay. They've known me since I was quite small. I always used to go to their workshops, performances, summer schools. Um, so they've known me for a very long time. Um, and I contacted them asking if I could go and take company class um, for a period of time. I didn't think I even put a date on it and, and they didn't. And they were like, yeah, sure. Like you're very welcome to. And they said, you can stay for rehearsals if you want. If you're just trying to get some hours in and your shoes and things like that. They were like, we can't pay you, but you're very welcome to, to hang about. So great. So mum would drive me up each morning before work. And again, I was going on the days that I wasn't doing one of those five jobs odd. <laughs> um, but I did, I think I did about three weeks with them. Okay. And then I had my next lot, my next audition trip. And I was going up to London with dad and I, I had an audition for the Moulin Rouge at Pineapple. And then the next day I was flying to Bucharest. Okay. Um, now, the Moulin Rouge wasn't necessarily something that I'd have liked. Yeah. However, I was real, I'm a realistic person anyway. And I'd kind of given myself to the end of that summer. And then I needed to look at other avenues because this obviously wasn't working. Um, the Moulin Rouge audition actually went probably the best audition I'd done so far. With regards to how long I got right to the end. And you know, director and she's like, I'd love to take you, you're just too small for this year's intake. I was like, I'm too small. <laughs> Never happened. Um anyway, yeah, but I mean we'll see in a minute how that was supposed to happen. And I remember just saying to my dad after that, I was like, I just want to give it a shot. Like, I just want to give it a go. I, can, I know I can do it. Like, even if it's for a short time, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I just want something. Anyway, flew to Bucharest the next day, which they also, you know, I'm not sure my parents were too thrilled with that prospect. What, um, going to Bucharest? Yeah, just because... Like the Europe, I, that Eastern Europe... Eastern Europe yeah and you know the history and and just uncertainty basically just you know uneducated yes um, anyway flew out there um had company class so that was that was a company class setting and there was about five of us auditioning okay and, yeah and at the time every member of staff would come I mean you've been yeah. there that build yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. would along so there, there was probably about like two in my Mm. Not like long road people. But recently, yeah. This is way better when. Yeah, so yeah. there was probably about eight to ten and they have like a voting system. But you know, that company class, I mean, you've taken uh Crutchin's classes, like he does like his virtuosity at the end. I'm not sure what you got to, but um we 
not only it was obviously a full length company class, which I hadn't been doing for a long, long time until I was, you know, training with ballet whales. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end of class, it, jeté manage, piqué manage, yeah. Italian fouetté. <laughs> The worst. I couldn't even tell you when I'd last done on any of that, like a yeah. year at least. Yeah. Anyway, whipped it out. I mean, well, what was I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, go into director's office, start having an interview. First question he asked was, did I have a diploma? And I was like... Yeah, I think I over there, like, they want, like, you need a diploma, like, to go, I don't know, yeah. like, because the name is in Bulgaria. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you as a foreign as a foreign dancer, you need a diploma to be um, employed as a collaborator there, which is what you are. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, yeah, I do. Like, never thought I'd need that. <laughs> Break through that. But yeah. anyway, yes, I have a diploma. And the next one was, what's your height and weight? And I was like, mm-hmm. you like it's on my CV, hon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell him that he does some like daft calculation. <laughs> And he comes back with, you need to lose two kilos before you start. And like, yeah, classic. Like, I'd been off, of course I was going to be juicy. Like, what? <laughs> I haven't been training. <laughs> anyway, a bit of swan leg could sort me out. Yeah. Anyway, so um, c- completely ignored that, obviously. Um, and I was just, you know, let's have the contract then, let's sign. <laughs> Not because of that comment, but because I... <laughs> contract I was never gonna do that and the time frame is even worse this was a Thursday and I was starting the following Tuesday so it was a matter of like three days what four days I know that's so you can't write it it. but um yeah it's a good story it's a good story um so yeah I flew home later that day Mm -hmm. I'd actually got food poisoning Oh um, from one of the restaurants and that hit on the plane home so that was fun <laughs> we don't just deal with blisters do we <laughs> oh my um yeah I so I flew home packed up over the weekend quit all my jobs and went out for went out but flew back out on the Monday started on Tuesday mm-hmm. um and it was a two-month contract so we're not talking like a year or anything Two months with Swan Lake. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was how the first contract came about. And, of course, then, I mean, you never sign a contract longer than six months there because they do it, you know, January to June and then September to December. So, yeah, they extended my contract, but we were never on yearly contracts there. Okay, so they didn't, yeah. Yeah. Not stable, but that's a bit, yeah, I can imagine that's quite a, like, you're kind of always on the edge. Were other people, like, I guess were yearly contracts, were they not a thing for the rest? Was everyone kind of on, like, fairly, like, short? Yeah, only the the Romanians, so. Oh, okay, so, like, the international dancers were on shorter contract operators, like, over the summer, those kinds of things. Okay, fine. Um, so how long were you at Bucharest before kind of like that next that step? next move? I was there just shy of four years. So it was like four months shy of four years. Mm-hmm. 
because um, I started in the May and then a few years later I finished in the December um, yeah. went through four directors oh my god yeah <gasps> all right okay um you know a political hot mess um yes no, I know that definitely all all that jazz um and so I knew I'd wanted to go for a while I actually I started and I had a you know open conversations with my director at the time like the best one I had there um that you know I'd like to look at moving on and this is when this, things were still really good I just you know I was getting to the three year mark two and a half three year and I was like you know it's it's a good time to to move I guess like move yeah. when it's good yeah um so I'd already started audition auditioning um he was a great director in that sense also in that we were okay. allowed to do that yeah I mean you know not to blab about it but you know on if you can take your days off and keep quiet then of course it's fine um and then yes um politics happened like actual politics not favoritism things like government ministry yeah, politics in the country <laughs> yeah. um and we all kind of just dispersed and that's when like the auditioning really kicked up because um everyone knew what was happening um and everyone was just scrambling for for something else they just need we we just needed to go um and so again I'd, I'd already been auditioning for about a year and then things just got slightly kind of going on like intermittently like yeah kind of looking at other places yeah but, okay. well that's something that's if important. I could fit in a couple of days company class somewhere then I would like in a holiday or if I yeah. had a weekend off of performances then that's what I would do mm-hmm. um and you know this this situation happened in um June so we're then really scrambling for to get any company to look at us and it's June you know most companies have hired by then yeah it's kind of the end of the audition yeah and what I'd found with this time auditioning um was people only wanted graduates they only wanted newbies yeah because then you know junior programs would come up apprenticeship started coming through and you know they that could pay less and have someone younger that needs the experience so you know compared to the first round where all they wanted is was experience and this round they didn't want experience they wanted like fresh fresh out of school so I couldn't win in that aspect um and I'd actually a, a period of that um season I'd already I I had an injury and I was actually rehabbing at the Royal Ballet with their team there mm-hmm. um and taking company class there so I'd actually been away for quite a while mm-hmm. and as I got back this happened and then you know auditions start kicking in so I'd already been in London and had like a side job um we weren't paid when we were injured there so okay. I had a side job and had started taking so I left again immediately and just took a leave of absence and was in London waitressing, taking the glasses, doing. So you kind of had like a mini, I guess, leave. Even yeah, yeah. Like you hadn't left 
the company yet? No, I hadn't left the company. I just, you know, we, we're not paid when we're injured anyway, especially not if we leave the country. So, um, and there was nothing running at that point. Like that's how bad things were. Performances. Oh, okay, so everything. Was kind of like nothing was running. There wasn't even classes. So, um, yeah, there was really no reason to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I did that through the summer and I was really gunning that that's that's when I would leave and just like the heartbreak of having to go to like open classes every day you know I was I would start the waitress job at 5 30 in the morning and go until like I don't know two three and then I try and get into London to take like an evening you know basic ballet class or something that by that point all the good classes have finished anyway um yeah and it's it's soul destroying it really is and you look around there's so many beautiful talented dancers in that situation and I kind of thought to myself I have a contract like I have a job so surely having a job you know even if it's not the one I want or not great um it has like it has to be better and I'm sure you know there's a, a million people in my position who would kill for that so I went back um, and I'm, I'm obviously glad I did because I'd have, I'm sure I'd have fallen out of shape, um, God knows what. So I'm glad, like, it really is true that any job is better than no job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was being, I mean, I was being paid peanuts, but I was being paid to take a class a day yeah. rather than paying to take a yeah. class a day. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. So start the new season, new director again. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this guy hated me. Oh God, no. I was not kidding, like hated me. Within two weeks, I'd already pulled a sickie to go and take class with Scottish ballet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, really not a fan. Uh, demoted me, took all the roles off of me. Like, not cute, not cute. And so, like, I'd I'd st I'd still been auditioning anyway, and I, um, yeah, I I would just pull sickies whenever I could get one, and because I'd been working as a waitress in London, I then had the money to do so. That's Otherwise, yeah. Like on that salary, you couldn't get a flight home. Yeah. Else. yeah. Um, there was one funny weekend I'd. Um, Vienna were hiring for like two weeks, like in like to start immediately. Yeah. And pulled a sickie and flew out there. And on the Friday before I left work, director came in and was like, oh, I'll be in Vienna this weekend. So, yeah. He he came into the, the studio before you know we finished the weekend and was like, I won't be here this weekend. I'm in Vienna. I was like, uh, please tell me you're not my flight. Who is he meeting? The director of Vienna. So I just held my breath all weekend. Anyway, I got there and it turns out two other girls from my from the company were so sticky. Yeah. I love it. On it by the skin of our teeth. How we didn't he was in the opera house when we were, you know, there was only there were not loads of flights out and back. So either he was on our flight or, he, or we don't know. I had, you know, full disguise. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that is so <laughs> Oh, so bad. Anyway, oh. we didn't get caught. 
I mean, he probably, like, the director, I'm sure, would have passed on that we were there, but we'd done it by that point, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> and I kind of, we'd had, there was this discussion then, this is, like, in the November before I resigned. I, there was a stage call, and, and I say he kicked up a discussion. It was more of a... I wouldn't say argue. Yeah, I would say argument. Um, it was the first time I've ever spoken back to someone, you know, superior to me, but I yeah. just wasn't having it by that point. And the things he was saying were just like hideous, absolutely hideous. And I walked away from it, um, you know, laughing, head held high, laughing. Yeah. And he'd given me the freedom to resign, not by not by saying like you can resign if you want but the stuff he said was so bad that it literally freed me yeah. I was like I can't like <laughs> yeah, it's I still, really, yeah like I don't know how to help you there so um so I'm very grateful for that conversation and for those you know awful things they're still some of my best insults to date and yeah that allowed me to be like okay I'm fine I can go um and I handed in my resignation, I don't know if it was the next day or the next week, but soon after that, um, to leave like in the December, cause that's when my contract was ending for yeah. that period. Yeah. Um, we actually, he actually kind of changed my mind, his mind about me by, by the time I'd left. Um, oh my God. I know you know you know all the difference in your work the the fight and blah blah, blah. I was like no that was all that you just want to see it so anyway. <laughs> oh, for God's I obviously thrive off of being assaulted so you know things did turn around but um there was no way there was no yeah. way I I'd spoken to um there was a company where my friend was at and my brother was here at Semper already. So I'd spoken to both directors already and arranged that I could take class back and forth a little bit. Um, so I, I, sorry? Had you already been to Semper and the other company? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I've, I mean, I'd taken class here loads of times. I'd auditioned here a lot of times also. Um, and yeah, Tallinn also. So they they knew of me and yeah. <clears throat> that, that, that was all fine. So the only reason really I could resign is because I had that kind of security. I hadn't really won, well, it hadn't even crossed my mind to try and do the whole London, get a job, that kind of thing. So I actually didn't know how long that would last. You know, we had a drinking game over Christmas. Every time Becca says she's unemployed, drink, you know, with the family. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I did a few weeks in Tallinn, came over here. It is that it was easier to be here, you know, center of Europe. So I could just, I could even take the bus yeah. network. So I didn't have to spend so much yeah. money. Germany's I mean, got like a lot of places yeah. as well. Also, um, I mean, I had no money. Like this was, you know, <laughs> zero by this point. Yeah. Um, went to the open audition. Well, I say open, it wasn't an open audition in Berlin, but if you've ever been to the audition there, then yeah. it may as well be open. There was about yeah, it was like 100 people. <laughs> yeah. 
in it's a car. Like, was I actually selected? But like you like, must because I'm sure loads of people do apply, but at the same time, like, yeah. they still accept so many people that like, I don't get it. And was it boys and girls in your one? Uh no, no girls. Was it okay, I was, was like the third class of the day and they were still going after me. So I don't know, like your tondu meets the foot person in front of you at bar. Like that's how much space you have. I think there was only one class. I don't know, maybe they've checked, I think. Really? Yeah, there's only one class. So I guess it wasn't like super open. Maybe I went to it down now. I mean, this was four years ago now. Yeah. Um, I did that one. I did, went to Prague to do Czech National. That's just a two hour bus away. Cut up bar, um, again. I remember being sat in Starbucks trying to use their Wi-Fi. <laughs> I didn't even have enough money in my account to change my ticket. I think it was like 320 in my account. I was like, oh, I can't even go back early. You know, you book your transport so late in case, you know, they need to see everything you've ever learned, which is never the case. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, get back here. And like a few girls in the company have spoken to... My brother had been like, you know, it's Swan Lake. She really should hang about because something like something, someone always goes off. There's always something with Swan Lake. Always, yeah, it's, they'll need they'll need an extra girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so you know, Monday asked to watch on the balcony. Mm -hmm. um, it was two hour at two core rehearsal. I sit there with my notepad and write down the entire choreography. So I learned literally the whole of act two in those two hours just sat up on the balcony um you know next day bump into the director you know thanks for having me blah 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 um and he was like you know if you want to put your shoes on and be in the back like you won't be in the way like that's fine if you just want to get your shoes on I'm like okay great great so again like went into the rehearsal this time in the actual studio, tried to stay as incognito as I could. Yeah. Oh, at the back I stress, but at the same yeah. time. Um, I mean, you know, I, I was getting to know quite a few of the dancers by that point. My brother okay. had been here for a few years, so it yeah. wasn't too scary, but yes. Still. Still. Anyway, Wednesday comes around, start warming up, and um, the ballet mistress like starts walking over to me. And I turned around, she was like, oh, um, We've uh, one of the girls has had to drop out. Um, so Aaron said I could use you. Um, and <laughs> that was that was it. Like I did that rehearsal. I knew all the choreography, which they were kind of like, mm. <laughs> but they were kind of confused, but like, how did you learn that so fast? Just did my homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was taken straight down to sign the contract, you wow. know. Um point shoes in my hand from the point shoe cupboard flat shoes ribbons like more I than like that kind of transition because I know well yeah Dresden like it's a different like to rest I can yeah. the way you're treating Germany it's different I bet the pays like are so much better yeah it was my like, pay like the contract I signed that day was nearly 10 times my first contract with Bucharest not quite and that's not included taxes, but it was shocking, shocking. But even, you know, I have the ugliest picture of me known to man and I've got, it's after rehearsal. 
I'm in like a piece together outfit because I haven't bought a leotard since I was a student. <laughs> I've got like five pairs of point shoes, like just for the month that I didn't have to last those for a season. You know, we didn't get point shoes in Bucharest only when, you know, the directors could snag them from other places or, or gain them in Dents, which I don't wear. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. ribbons and two pairs of flat shoes. And I've just, I'm like huddling all this stuff, crying. <laughs> my brother's like, that's the picture that my brother took of me. I love that. I just, I love that picture. It's so ugly, but that's <laughs> But that's like the, cra- like there is such, like there is a difference. And I guess like, I saw, like you can, yeah, like you can, yeah, you just basically said there will be a difference in the way, in like, you know, different companies, the way I guess the company operates, the way the dancers are treated, what like you're given, like some companies will pay for all give you one. (laughs) It leveled up by like a thousand percent. Like you couldn't, you can't compare it. You know, there were months in Bucharest, I didn't like, couldn't quite afford a pint of milk in the last week of the month, you know, and I'm so goddamn grateful for being in those situations because I appreciate it so much still I've been here four years and I do not take that for granted I do not take a proper salary for granted a healthcare system um you know human rights (laughs) I you know none of that I take for granted but I'm so glad that I had all those that's great bad experiences in the past like I wouldn't change that for the world I wouldn't swap it for anything nothing because the value in that is is just insane I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it um so yeah I mean that wasn't like it wasn't quite the end of my journey there with with you know that they hired me for six months for and then Balanchine's Symphony and C on a guest contract um so not still not a full like not a full contract no I didn't <laughs> quite end there okay um and that six months was my audition and That's scary. yeah January to March here they they let people into company cast um Tuesday Wednesday Thursdays you know just a few just because um the director likes to see them up against the company so he's never he never holds open auditions ever it's only ever company class and so you know I'd started as a guest hoping for a full contract and like every day was an audition for me you know any day that there was other auditionees in there he was there watching and I was one of you and be like yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah that's really free yeah I and then I get a meeting kind of it was right before we started symphony and c um and I've been cast very well in that you know, even um, roles above my rank, which was, you know, positive, but I didn't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. Anyway, get in there and he's like, I've given all the contracts away for this season. I'm like, okay, great. And he, so it was kind of like, oh. and then he was like, but I'm going to keep you on as a guest, you know, for the next year. And the next one that comes up is yours. So I had a contract. I just wasn't. You just weren't on like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. anyway last week of the season one of the uh one of the girls resigned and I got her contract so I was on a full contract by the next season um so yeah that's how this that's a long-winded way of how the yeah. second one went yeah um, but it's not you know 
my kind of like rocky road path of it is 80% of dancers have a journey like that. There's a very small percentage that fly through things. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's like, that's kind of, I guess why we're having this conversation because you hear so much about the the prodigies and the 17 year olds yeah. who, like a soloist role or the yeah, I don't know, just getting straight into a company and yeah. you know or yeah. just or getting or or just doing like the really big company classes and like doing it all privately and like yeah. I didn't even know how to explain it but for the majority of people that's just not relatable like oh and yeah they're they're the exception to the rule yeah um but most of us the rule I certainly was yeah. um yeah yes definitely there's I think yeah it's really differentiation mm-hmm. and as well like I think like a lot of people particularly I don't know I guess not necessarily recently but a lot of I guess British dancers do go to Eastern Europe yeah for like their first job yeah um and I guess what's no really that either pardon there's no help with that either <laughs> but um because I mean because I went and did auditions this time last year yeah. in Bulgaria and Romania yeah and, like it is I'm not saying it's a different world it but in a sense like it kind of is if that yeah, makes sense. It, it definitely like, is I mean, every, every country is in the UK, but still, yeah. it's a whole different language. Just the, I mean, yeah, anyone who's ever been over there, you kind of like just know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like when I when I got to Bucharest, there wasn't, you know, there was probably at about a 5% to 95% ratio of foreigners to Romanian dancers. So the 5% was the foreigners. So that's that's kind of what it was like when I arrived. And you know, English isn't an option. Like I'm happy wherever I move, I, I like to learn the language and I do my best to do so. I I don't like being, you know, the one who can't. Yeah. But you know, first day, it's just, you know, yeah. you learned so quickly what certain commands were in Romanian because they were just being bellowed at you <laughs> in rehearsal, you know. Um yeah it's a very different mentality you know they weren't long out of um you know the communism period and so yeah it's it's different it's different and it's kind of you know it's new and exciting for a few years and then when when that kind of thing like leaks you know from the higher up you know, ranks through through to your day-to-day, then that, then it's yeah. time to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's also something that's, um, like, I mean, you, you kind of spoke about it, but kind of knowing when it's time to, almost, like, move on. Yeah, yeah. I call it the mid-20 move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does it at some point, normally. Yeah um yeah mid-20 move you've done three four years and you're like okay okay now. so you'd I guess it's going to be different for everyone but do you think staying there like rather than like a year but like trying to stick it out for like two three four is more kind of like important unless it's obviously a really difficult situation but if you're yeah I just think um 
I just think the experience that you gain over more time, you know, there's a lot that you'll miss in a first year as a professional. Okay. Um, there just is. And so I think doing a bit of time, you know, there's also, you don't want to be hip hopping around all the time. Not only would that raise maybe some questions on your CV, perhaps it would in any other industry. So why not ours? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, equally, once you've done that, maybe once or twice, like move to country, move company again, you won't want to be doing it anymore because Aggie. Yeah. So I think I think that if you can get two to three years under your belt, um, of course there are extenuating circumstances, but I just yeah. think that, um, you know, until you've done a whole year in a company, you're still the newbie. Like you're still the newbie until the June that you've done a year, like until yeah. the next season starts, you know, you're the newbie. So I, yeah, I would recommend trying to, to stick something out just for, you know, the lessons that you'll learn. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. I think that's kind of like most of the enough on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like the I guess the auditioning yeah. questions about that, but I kind of want to chat more about audition educator, which yeah. you created for I guess like young dancers, people, yeah. whether pre-professionals, even professional, like anyone who's auditioned essentially. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. So just tell like the listeners a bit more about that. Okay, so I. I mean, as you've heard, I have had a fair few experiences with um, auditions and I'm, I'm not the only one. Most of our past look something like that with different stories, different anecdotes, but they're, you know, they've got the same gist. Um, and so for a long time, I've known that I would eventually do something to aid this gap that has not been filled you know by anything really I've okay. I've done I did a YouTube series for a magazine a couple of years ago about audition stuff but I was barely scratching the surface it was like five minutes three series and I would just say like the odd pointer for each but there's so much um to talk about and to teach um on auditions and there's there's a lot of psychology that goes behind things like that and that's not to say I'm a psychologist I just mean I I, I like to look at things from you know all angles um how would a director think and feel and you know in those situations and so I started putting it together over the summer um I have a digital media company anyway um so putting a course and a website and things like that together is not a task for me sorry um it's not a task for me you know I I enjoy doing it I've been doing it for years so that was all pretty easy and I had all the information already that I wanted to yeah um and it's kind of like you know when people say they write a book and they just they start and it just floods out mm. and that's what what it was doing like doing the course and of course I've had a fair few directors and I I've I've always spoken to them over the years about certain things so I've I had quite a bank already okay of things yeah. that you know were not just from my opinion or my thoughts and discoveries um, yeah. were actually from directors. Um, 
And I also started working with um, Matt Skoog, who's um, like a success and personal development coach, but was an international, you know. Yeah, like, yeah he was a director. Principal everywhere, yeah. yeah, yeah. Director of VMB, um, Royal New Zealand. So um, I also, you know, ran everything by him. And, you know, we had a lot of ideas. I actually credit him on my eBooks because although what, you know, what I'd come to the conclusion with, we were completely in line with everything. You know, there wasn't one thing that I pitched, like I said, said to him or that he was like, no, that's not, that's not what we would do or that's not what we would. So we were very in line. However, I appreciate the help, like, you know, you wouldn't believe. Um, and then just doing some research, like polling dancers um, and getting some statistics from people, you know, that, the percentage of people, it's about 86%, I think, was the ones I polled that felt that they did not have enough guidance when auditioning. Yeah. And that's that's not just, you know, UK, Europe, you know, yeah. that's global. <clears throat> it's a very, you know, it's a common thing. And yeah, no one's been doing anything about it. Like if you if you Google even, I did hours and hours of research trying like, it was market research, but trying to find something of substance other than, you know, the odd article every two years in a dance magazine that was probably outdated now, like nothing. There is literally nothing. I couldn't believe it. Um, like I knew there was a lack of education around it, but how, I don't know, I have a business brain anyway. So how no one is kind of- No, yeah, it's, to be fair, it's something, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm surprised that no one had done it sooner because there's literally so many dancers graduating each year. Yeah. And it's like, like, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I feel that also professionals or ex-professionals have so much to offer the next generation. And, you know, it's all very well to, like, if you finish or you've retired or, you know, you just stop. Yeah. I, you know commonly you, you you do private coaching or you take a Pilates course and things like that there's nothing wrong with any of that but I there's so much more that we can offer oh 100% okay. yeah um and that's what I intend to do yeah <clears throat> you know with this and you know other areas mm -hmm. um there's there's a lot to do with this and there's definitely demand for it so yeah. That's, I, I created, I wanted to cover a lot of basis is so I, my, like the main event is I have a six week audition educator live course. So that's where I do on zoom. It's an hour a week. Um, and I go through everything from, you know, how to write your email, how not to piss a director off with your application, um, formatting of your, of your CV and things like that, you know, all the way through to like the audition thing, what to pack, how to keep your travel costs low, um, you know, yeah, what all those to choose, yeah. company class versus audition class, yeah. um, all the way right through to contract reading, because okay. if there's, you know, there's nothing, <laughs> you know, it doesn't end at, at getting the contract. There's, yeah. there's a fair bit after that. So, that's the main event. I hold that in a group setting and I do one-on-ones for that also. And then I put together 
a lot of the common questions come for applications. So I've got three eBooks. I've got one on the CVs. Um, so the CV crash course, portfolio photos zoomed in and audition videos explained, which is obviously the most popular right now because you can only audition by video right yeah. now. Um, and then, you know, I have that as an application bundle. So if people feel they need all of it, then they do. Yeah. And then the last thing is I have the expert email list. So that is, um, it's a database of over 70 company or director emails, um, you know, all pre-researched, ready to go, country order, um, and those kind of things, just because, you know, I covered all the things that I, I polled and came back as like the main pain points. Obviously the, the life course has everything in it. Yeah. At least, especially all the things that people don't know they need to know. Especially, you know, if it's someone's in a grad year, they actually, the first thing they're panicking about is the CV, but they haven't even like got to thinking about, you know, the, the antics and the politics in uh, yeah. company class. Like they, yeah. they don't even know that that's an issue yet that they will face. Um, but the main pain points were, you know, CV and application information and contacts. No one had contacts, so made a contact list. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I've culminated so far. Um, I'm working right now on the mid-20 moves, so that's more to help professionals um, and getting back into the game. Yeah. Because it... Um, you know, when you've been a professional for three years and you're suddenly like stood in a class with 18 year old students, it's, <laughs> it's daunting in a whole different way. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. I, um, I get that. Yeah, so that's, that's what it's done. So I'm just about to do my third um, group course mm -hmm. that starts in January and yeah, it's picked up a fair bit of press already. I think it's definitely something that's necessary. 100%. Um, and yeah, mm. I, yeah. I, I don't want people to, be, I don't, I want the percentage of dancers who end up stopping because they're just so, uh, you know, floundered on the experience of the auditions. You know, you've done two years and you might've got, you know, nibbles here and there but it's so disheartening and I just if I can help um because so, some things some things might be your dancing you know I don't claim to get anyone a job that's very clear for me like I can't get anyone a job yeah but I can help you not lose the the job before you've done a tondu by you know <laughs> writing the wrong thing and on your email and attaching the wrong stuff and you know all sorts of things like that and then just affording the whole audition thing as well yeah. so if I can help then yeah that's great that's all, all so just let the listeners know because I think a lot of particularly I guess like the listeners who are kind of in that yeah that part of like where auditioning is their next journey and I know obviously due to like COVID yeah. and what's going on now it does make it more difficult mm -hmm. but you know by the sound you've got things that are covering and kind of like helping with that which I think people find really helpful because obviously it is a new situation um everyone yeah and um, yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, COVID or no COVID, it helps that I'm in the industry. The, the problem with the, um, you know, any information that you might get from schools, I say might because most of us don't. Yeah. Um, it's kind of outdated. Yeah, um, no, exactly. There's no existing professionals teaching in, in, in schools. Um, and so because I'm in the industry now, you know, I've got friends in, in all sorts of companies um, of what's going on all the time. So that helps in a normal year. Yeah. You know, you'll hear like, oh, so-and-so, you know, so-and-so's got two contracts or someone's about to resign here. So there'll be a contract there. You know, we hear all that stuff all the time, but even more so with COVID, that's more valuable than ever because yeah. again, you're in contact with what the ongoings are at every company. Yeah. And um, of course, there's a big emphasis on audition videos, which is why that ebook's been my most popular, absolutely. Um, because it's it's imperative that people are getting those right right now. Um, and there's a lot of basic things that you can, um, you know, be doing to, to at least help with the application, to get the director to open it, to get him to sit through it. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of things that I, you know, have found within those, within those areas. So yes, it's difficult and it's a bonus that I'm in the industry because I, I get the, you know, all the information first. Yeah um experience like fairly like yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's just more tangible for me being in it yeah uh, for sure mm. for yeah. sure and auditions I'm not going to speak for like this month and right now because things have slowed down again but they were happening all through the summer you know something that people forget with auditions is that there is an audition season but it's really quite loose now like in these more recent years it's not strictly January to March yeah no they keep, do keep going up until the summer yeah. Like, yeah, I've, be I've auditioned somewhere every month of the year bar August and for August I know someone else who has like at different companies but like I have literally auditioned you know any month of the year so um I also think that's important especially like with the email list something like that is really valuable because you know, or, you know, or searching, searching on websites and scouring for any <laughs> in a different language. It's like, how do I find the directors? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a tip for that. Yeah. You should search on Google Chrome. Okay. Because Google Chrome can translate the whole page um, in one go, and if it is it in different language to where your laptop is, yeah. then um it will pop up immediately so that's my little tip for okay. foreign company, <laughs> foreign company websites. <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't have like a bit that like and you can see this in english too yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of them. they often don't <laughs> no yeah, yeah but that's it I that's know <laughs> okay yeah well that sounds i think so that's like, that's literally going to be valuable for, well it is valuable for everyone yeah yeah I mean it's you know it's still very new I've only had it open yeah. we launched in September um but yeah it's doing well and I hope I can help a lot of people and you know any anyone who's ever done the course I've stayed in contact with you know I still I get messages 
very regularly of like, oh, I'm doing this shoot today. What do you think of this pose? Or, you know, what should I do with my hair? Or videos like, do I need to do adage on both legs? Or, you know, I get questions like that all the time. All but... that, like stuff as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really helpful because I know like a lot of the times, like, the standard audition guidelines that a lot of companies follow and you can like find the list of what they want mm. but it's still not clear like I had a friend one of my really good friends who's like she's in her third year and it's like she filmed her adage from like two different angles but it like she didn't film it like they had this like photographer guy come in but it was like one was filmed like right on the side and then for some reason he filmed like from the back of like adage at the bar but it's and then like, you know, it's difficult, like what one, it was annoying, but like, and then, or like, what do I do? Like every exercise on both sides at the bar, do like, what do they want? Do they want it both sides in center? Like how long do they have to be? Do they have to be short? Do they have to be long? Do they have to be difficult? Like all it's those questions so when you're yeah. so hard, like what? And all of that is like a thousand times more important this year when the video needs to be, you know, bang on. Like I actually say to any clients that they, I, I don't, I don't highly recommend a videographer for your audition video. Yeah. It might look nice as a final edit and things like that, but one, you're, you're paying an extra few hundred quid for it that, you know, you're going to have a limited amount of time. And when you're filming stuff, you want maximum amount of time. There will be stuff you want to refilm. There will be stuff that you want to edit. And if you do it with a videographer, you're, you're cut with time. You don't have any control of like what you know your angles were. And hopefully they're a trained eye anyway. Um, and you know, once they've cut and edited the video, you can't touch it, you can't edit it. It's, it's completely copyrighted. So that's why I say, you know, photos, absolutely. You know, yeah. if you can afford it, they should be professional yeah. um, videos. You know, you can do it. You can do a fully decent one you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, a, and a tripod you know, and but there there's so much to consider with videos yeah. like you know like you say there with all those questions there's so much to consider yeah. and yeah so that's what I'm doing I'm answering them <laughs> <laughs> which is so helpful because like, <laughs> like I know that's something I struggle with and then like people who like maybe in the year below me who like I'm still in contact with like they'll ask me like oh what did like what did you do and I'm like okay well first of all I can even talk about like my experience yeah yeah still like it's difficult because even like I'm still like I guess new like it's still with it. yeah yeah like it's yeah yeah everyone's kind of in the same position because no one at school like told us okay like my teacher I'm pretty sure I had to tell him that there's this thing called the standard audition guidelines that like a list of companies follow I was like is this a joke and then I end up sending it to like everyone because no one knows what it is no one needs it. <laughs> like it's a joke I, I have yeah there's no words anymore. I mean you know and that that wasn't even out when I I don't no, think that was even yeah. out the second round of auditions like yeah. um yeah but it is you know it's it it covers very basics but it's, yeah, it's very basic very um open for interpretation exactly yeah exactly um yeah okay well I think that's we've really covered yeah, I think like, we've covered everything <laughs> everything and I think yeah that was a really good chat thank you so much Becca thank you um, for having me yeah
Yeah, it's all right. Um, I'm sure that the listeners, whether they be, you know, still like, I don't know, 14, um, yeah. or they kind of like grad graduating or have graduated, but like, you know, still on that audition yeah. journey, we'll find I'm, it really helpful. Yeah, and like like you were saying with younger dancers, there is like my my youngest so far has been 16 because you know, if you think of your grad year, that's almost too late. You know, you really, you know, you you might have already had your portfolio photos done. You might already be writing to companies and getting stuff together. So like the earlier, the better. And I've even had parents as well on the course because, yeah. you know, if they know more about it, then it can only help. So exactly. it's quite, a yeah, it can help a wide range of, of dancers as well. Um, just you get an idea on things exactly and once you have the information like you have the information yeah they just take a ton of notes and they <laughs> yeah exactly like once you know it then you know That's it and you've been years <laughs> yeah and it's definitely better to kind of like get the information before like it's too late like do you well, know before, I mean? yeah before you've wasted any time before you, yeah on yeah. on things yeah absolutely yeah absolutely mm. Okay, so is there anything else like you want to touch on before we finish or? No, I don't think so. I think we've covered everything. Anyone can always contact me. Um, no way they can find you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so at Audition Educator on Instagram, that's the easiest way. And anyone can message me through there. My email's there. Um, I love questions. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Great. That's really good. Thanks so um, much for having me. Okay. Yeah, so we'll finish the episode here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, yeah, you can listen to me next week. Bye, Becca. Bye.